Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> We are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you had sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Commentarians Coming Attractions, episode number seven. I'm your host this month, Nathan Underwood, with Joe Zaragoza, and he's going to be talking about what movie he's going to be watching with Gina Delfonso. Delfonso, yep. sorry. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, you're going to watch a movie, and yep. you're going to talk about it. Which one is it? Uh, this. Well, see, here's there's even some controversy there. So the movie is A Christmas Carol, uh, the uh, by, from 1951. Okay. Go ahead. What's controversial about the Christmas Carol? Because uh, it is called A Christmas Carol sometimes, and other times it's called Scrooge. Oh an yeah, adaptation of A Christmas Carol. So in the movie, the uh, title card actually says Scrooge. You know, based on the the Charles Dickens novel A Christmas Carol, right. but on the bo- on the DVD box and on Amazon and everywhere else and on IMDb, it's called A Christmas Carol. Okay, so we don't know which version to go with, but uh, so, it's the so it's 1951 like, version. So it's like legal controversy. It's it's like copyright law controversy. I I suppose so. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like so, it's not like actually like like salacious scandal. No, not oh, okay. nothing like that. There, there, are, there are several nude scenes in this movie, but no. Besides that, no, nothing controversial. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, joking. Of course, there was no nude scenes in this version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I, I don't think that would have gotten in the theaters. And what was it, nineteen fifty one? Fifty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, but that okay. So you're watching nineteen fifty one, A Christmas Carol, or possibly maybe Scrooge. Yep. <laughs> uh, so tell us more about that. So according to IMDb, it's uh, an uh, an old bitter miser is given a chance to uh, for redemption when he is haunted by three uh, ghosties on Christmas Eve. Uh, it is directed by Brian Desmond Hurst, written by Charles Dickens. The, the screenplay is by Noel Langley, and it stars Alistair Sims, uh, Mervyn Mervyn Johns, Michael Horden, and George Cole. And this film is not rated. Or I guess it's rated G, depending on, you know, who we're going with. This was before they had the those people making stuff up about what to do with your films, right? <laughs> right, exactly. You know, the... so there was no rating systems yet, but so, but this is a pretty, you know, this is a hard G, not uh, not much going on as far as uh, stuff kids shouldn't see. So it's more of a G and not a J. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, uh, but I'm going to be watching it with a fan favorite, actually, Gina D'Alfonso, as you mentioned. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had her on before talking about old fashioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was great. And in that. she was great. Yeah. And so she's a, she's an author. She writes for Christianity Today and other publications. Uh, she picked this movie. It was her choice, and I I'm so happy because it's my favorite version of a Christmas Carol. That's uh, I'm yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I personally have never seen this movie. The one I'm actually most familiar with um, is the Muppet version of Christmas Carol. Did you see that one? I did, and actually, I my heart, uh, you know, I have a heart for uh, Mickey's A Christmas Carol. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know that yeah. one. Um, the first, you know, I I had I don't know that I've seen it all the way through, but I do have vague flashes of the 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 tomb. Uh, you know when he when he shows him yeah. the headstone and like, is that the one where like he shows him the headstone, then he like starts to fall into the grave, like the ground gives way, and is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. The ghost of Christmas uh, future actually shoves him into the hole, into the grave, and it's actually hellfire starts, you know, yeah, and, <laughs> pouring and, out and of then, it, and then he takes off his hood, and it's like that uh, that dog who's always smoking cigars, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's who he was. As a child, that freaked me right on out. Just, yeah, just to it, let you know. No, but, it was terrifying. Yeah, but um, now Joe, here's a secret, and I'm actually I I'm kind of reluctant. I kind of wanted to pawn this off on Emily, um, because I'm not really a huge fan of Christmas music and Christmas trappings in general. Um, but I do have to say. The musical arrangements, the in the the musical arrangements in the Muppet Christmas Carol are are great. Um, so if you're into Christmas mm. music and into Christmas things, uh, I will say those were were very catchy, and and it's the Muppets. They're always endearing. Yeah, and I gotta say, I kind of agree with you. Those <laughs> those uh, Christmas albums that have the same twelve songs. Uh, on every album, it's it's I'm I'm sick of it. I am I'm pretty tired of listening to uh, another I don't know what popular Cardi B's version of you know uh, Cardi Jingle B. Bell Rock. Cardi B's I, Twelve Days of Christmas. Yeah, but wouldn't that just, just be terrible? I'm not interested. I'm not, interested. <laughs> I'm not you know because every musician who uh, who's given a music contract is required to make a Christmas album. And so they have to just churn out some ridiculous Christmas album every year. And I think uh, Toby Keith has like four of them now. Wow. God knows how many Garth Brooks has, but it's more than five. And so I'm just, yeah, I'm not interested anymore. It's not. He actually lives not too far from me. Garth Brooks or Toby Toby Keith? Keith? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, he, wow. He lives in Norman. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I drive by his house every now and again. Huh. Do you ever see Willie Nelson over there? No. I. If I did, <laughs> man, that would be so amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like you know, if I met Toby Keith, I'd, you know, I'd probably, you know, be like, you know, you're a talented dude. You, you've made it in the music industry. That's a hard thing to do. Um, probably shake his hand, maybe have a good time. I don't know. But if I saw <laughs> Willie Nelson... I gen and here's the thing. I don't generally like go gaga when I meet someone popular, um, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that is just uh, a lot of specific self control because I know those people probably get that all the time and might be tired of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the times that I have met really famous people, um, I hope, and I haven't met that many of them, but I've always been just really low key cause I, sh- I don't want to like irritate them. Sure. So, um, but yeah, if I saw Willie Nelson over there, I might actually just like freak out and be like, dude, I, I, I gotta hang out with you. Yeah. He's, I, I love his music. It's, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we're down this rabbit trail, I'll Sorry. just say the one time I embarrassed myself in front of a celebrity, <laughs> I was I was on a date uh, with a girl at a, and I we were at a restaurant. I don't recall which one, but Henry Rollins was at a table close to us, uh-huh. basically a kitty corner to us. And I guess he was he was reading like a script or something. He was reading a you know a booklet of paper. And uh, he had his glasses on and his graying hair, but he was still this muscular, you know, intimidating-looking fellow. And so I told the girl I was dating at the time, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, no, that's Henry Rollins. But she's like, "Uh, who's that? I'm like, what? Who's Henry Rollins? Black Flag, Rollins Band? And she's like, no, does he sing any songs I might know? And I'm like, "Uh, let me think, TV party tonight. TV party tonight. <laughs> We're going to have a TV party. She's like, no, no, I had never heard that one. I'm like, my war, you're one of them. You said that you're. And when I sang that song, it was loud enough for him to hear. <laughs> so he looks up at me with that angry, like, glare that Henry Rollins does. And I was very embarrassed. <laughs> did, did you think to, like, go apologize to him or did you just, like, no, I just like like kind of you know like mouths. I'm sorry to him. You just like tuck your head down and <laughs> yeah, and she's like smiling, like laughing at me, and I'm like, all right, that was that was embarrassing. Henry Rollins heard me singing Rollins music to you know, you know, not far from him. So yeah, uh, in, in a public place. So um, <laughs> all right. So uh, we've talked about the the. Uh, you know, obviously Charles Dickens wrote this um, for those sure. of you who d- didn't know, um, and also the the stars. Now, also we talked about the ratings board. Mm-hmm. So, what what are what are the uh, the other ratings that you have there? Well, um, I just know that uh, let's see. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it is it has an eighty five percent critic rating. Uh, most critics think that this is the definitive. Uh, version of a Christmas Carol. It's the most most um, faithful adaptation, uh, uh-huh. and it has an audience rating of eighty nine percent. So it is a it is a beloved version of this movie. Yeah, let's say I, uh, I might have yeah, to look. So, it, I might have to look it up. Yeah, and again, like you know, of course, because it's Charles Dickens and it's from the fifties, it's it has its corny moments. Sure, uh, I think uh, Ebenezer Scrooge puts his wrist to his forehead and says woe is me at one point but but honestly it is a really great movie and although it's not scary per se by what they show in the movie on the screen just the idea that of what it what it's presenting it's actually pretty terrifying yeah you know the idea that uh there's ghosts out in the world like like kind of in pain because they can't help people who are suffering that that it's kind of a terrifying notion that uh that your punishment is that you have to walk around the earth witnessing the pain of others it's it's horrifying yeah 
that idea and having to go back in time and witness to wit, like bear witness to the times that you did horrible things to other people. It's uh yeah, it's, it's not an easy idea to, uh, to wrestle with. Yeah. That was, that was actually, um, one of, one of the reviews I saw, um, when I was looking at stuff was that it's too scary to enjoy during Christmas time. So that might've been what it was. I was like, cause I was wondering <laughs> if there's any part that's actually really terrifying other than just the existential, uh, fears. Yeah. But I mean, even those, those are the most terrifying when you're grown, when you're an adult, you know, I almost said grown up like I'm a child still. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've, you know, I've, I'm in my mid thirties. I have two children. There are days when I'm still like, what is going on with the world? They let me in charge yeah. of too much stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh boy. So, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol by, uh, you know, starring Alistair Sims, Gina DeFonzo is going to be joining us for that. It's going to be a great discussion. I can't wait. To, we're going to get into a lot of really interesting topics watching this movie. It's only like an hour and a half, so it's not that long. Oh, wow. Long. Yeah, that's not even that long a runtime. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. And again, like I said, the most accurate adaptation uh, to A Christmas Carol, I only, I only read it once years and years and years ago, so... Mm-hmm. It was really interesting to, uh, you know, to actually watch this version and compare it to others based on what the book, what's in the book and what isn't. So, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I, I look forward to hearing it. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to be sad. That's probably going to be one of the shortest episodes of Commentarians to date. And normally yeah. when I put those on, I'm like ready for a for a marathon of good conversation. So, yeah, um, you got to deliver for me, Joe. You got you to yeah, talk no, it up good. No. <laughs> no doubt we're probably going to talk way past the runtime so <laughs> no absolutely well i i look forward to hearing it and like so gina did fantastic uh on the old fashioned um i'm sure that she's gonna have some great insights for this and i look forward to hearing what she has to say and 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 what you have to say as well yeah if anybody is out there as a new listener go back and listen to that episode because it is, it is a really great and interesting conversation that we have. And we get into lots of different topics related to courtship and uh, sex before marriage and just, uh, you know, uh, coming to Christianity later in life. It's, it's a really great conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely so. was. And, and also uh, just the state of Christian uh, film industry. So that's... Yeah, <laughs> we get into that too. What's, re- what's really funny... Um, because now I have I didn't watch the old fashioned I just listened to you know I listened to commentary and so I didn't have to, um, mm-hmm. but the uh, one of the things that I've noticed in a lot of Christian films is uh, a lot of stuff looks staged, a mm-hmm. lot of stuff feels scripted, sure. And so you know you talked about uh, the 1950s production of the film, and I don't want to get too far into this because this is a coming attraction, so we don't want to like ruin everything. Mm-hmm. But, right. um, you know, this this was still kind of the era when people were, uh, when film was still trying to find its place. And yeah. and so, you know, as, as, you know, viewers going into this, if you're watching it for the first time, really take a minute and uh, prepare, just kind of get yourself in that 1950s mindset that basically, you know, during the time they were kind of doing with film, they're basically trying to put the, the play uh, in your house. Um, right. Whereas, you know, film nowadays, 
kind of follows the we're trying to put you in the story. And so mm-hmm. that's that I think is the biggest difference between now and then. Yeah, again, a lot of overacting, a lot of gestures, a lot of, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like I said, corny corny ideas that uh, you know, just how much Bob Cratchit loves his family and the things that are said. It's kind of corny, but you have to overlook that and just see the genuine beauty and uh, you know, kind of pain of being in that situation. Uh, because it, it's a very much of its time, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. You know, it's I like I said, it's yeah. my favorite adaptation, and I, yeah, I truly do think that this is a great film. Yeah, and and as and as when I, and whenever I look into old movies like this, whenever the the act, you know, whenever it's like that era, I tend to kind of look at the uh, the characters as more like an avatar for a concept as opposed to. Uh, a, a person experiencing something so right you can take that for what it's worth yeah so we got christmas carol 1951 with alistair sim um talked over by joe zaragoza and gina delfonso i am looking forward to it can't wait until when's that december 15th it will be coming to december your 15th. podcast catcher right and so you can yes, find sir. the movie on YouTube for free and on Amazon Prime under Scrooge. So it's actually on Prime, it's Scrooge. If you look for A Christmas Carol 1951, you're going to have to pay for that one. But it's the exact same thing. So both are up there. <laughs> so I, I don't okay. know. Whichever one you want to pay for. So there you go. So uh, again, find Sounds us great. on... Uh, yeah, find us on... Uh, uh, on social media, find our website, ravencreek.com slash the commentarians. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the commentarians. On Instagram, we're the commentarians pod. And on Twitter, we are the comments pod. And email us at commentarianspod at gmail.com. So anything else yes, there? And one, yeah, one thing is ravencreeksc.com slash commentarians to find us. Yeah, what's, what did I say? Yeah, you left off the SC. Oh, Raven Creek SC, yeah, at, at dot com at uh, yeah at the commentary. Sorry, no, no worries. So, yeah, just yeah, join us over there at the social club. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you. And until next time, uh, when we hear from Joe and and Gina, have a great day. Yeah. I guess. Or you, yeah. Unless- See you then. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.